experienced in these blackouts, blackouts, stretches of time that you can't account for. Welcome back, everybody, to another Lost Log. Today, we are continuing and hopefully finishing our Ted the Caver creepypasta read-through. Uh, I went and listened to the episode, Mason, so I could remember what the story was. Uh, do you remember right. what it is? <laughs> yes, but just in case the just audience, in case doesn't, the audience doesn't remember us. and... I mean, they should just go and listen to the last episode, obviously. But just in case they don't remember, Ted the Caver is a story about a man named Ted and his buddy B who go caving at this cave. They find a small hole. They choose to make it bigger, destroy nature so that they can get through it. They name it Floyd's Tomb because it reminds them of a place where another caver died. And then they start hearing weird rumbling noises. And then where we left off, they had expanded the hole and they heard a terrifying blood-curdling scream. And that is where we left off. So things are ramping up. And then Zuko barked and scared us. Although we just got back from an eight-hour drive. So he's He's literally fucking knocked out right here on the floor. He looks like he got shot. Oh. Is he dead? Oh shit! No, he's alive. He's good. We're oh good. good. We're I good. was for worried. a sec. He didn't even open his eyes, so I was like, "Oh no." <laughs> he is fucking B man. Drove through the hot ass desert. Well, anyway, are you ready to get into it, Mason? I fucking let's get into this. Let's just I'm gonna, yes. let's just do it. All right, I'm gonna put some, I'm gonna put the uh, the little cave ambiance behind this, and uh, everybody sit down, turn the lights off. I'm going to put my phone on Do Not Disturb because it just rang and shook my entire desk. Get rock hard. What was that? I I just, I'm telling our audience, you know. Yeah, get get rock rock hard, hard, you know. Get, you know, turn the lights off. Think about the fact that the monster's coming for you next. Imagine, imagine you're in a really tight, sharp, rocky fucking hole. You and your homie are just... Pounding all you want to do is put sweating over each other. All all you want to do is put your arms above your head, but you can't yeah. because your arms are trapped down beside <clears throat> your fucking body. And your and your friend you is grabbing move. your feet. Ugh. that Stuck. one is just a little bit sexual, but anyway, let's get into it. So we're gonna be switching what was off. Sexual about this? What? What? So we're gonna be switching off like we're we did be last switching time. Off. Uh, it's gonna be the same. It's all from the same perspective of one character, Ted. But we're, with every journal entry, we'll be switching off, and there's going to be some uh, changes in font if you're reading with us, and this is straight from the Creepypasta website. The italics is a reflection, and we will mention that it's a reflection, so it's added to the journal after the fact. It's amazing what a couple of good meals and a little sleep can do for someone's attitude. Even though we still had memories of the strange noise fresh in our minds, we relit our fire of enthusiasm. The other side of the passage seemed so close. We were sure this would be the day. 
We got to the cave and started to work our way down to the hole. Getting back into the darkness of the cave brought back the memories of the night before. The sight of the circle of rock illuminated by our headlamps, the smell of dirt in the air, the sound we made as we crawl across the rock. Again, I still believe that Ted wants to fuck this cave. Oh, you think Ted wants to fuck the cave or B? I, both. I think if he, if he can, you know. I think you're right, yes. Once we reached the entrance to Floyd's tomb, however, we were once again ready to blaze the, li the trail leading to an undiscovered part of the cave. We immediately noted that the presence of the breeze blowing out of the hole, and the rumbling. The bullpen sticking out of its hole was an obvious sign of where we needed to begin work for the day. B took over where he left off the day before. I took up residence in the same spot. I occupied the night before, even though I was already well rested and wanting to start work. B was making the hammer sing with each blow. What was it singing, Mason? Uh, knock, knock, knocking on Kevin's door. Mm -hmm. Hey, 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 yeah. Knock, knock, knocking on this cave's back door. Solid finish. That was very good. I don't, I don't know the many words of that song. After mere two or three minutes, he let out a cheer. He turned to reveal a handful of rock that used to be attached to the cave. He was breathing heavily, but had a big smile on his face. So did I. <laughs> <laughs> I just, this fucking, I... I know this. I remember Look, this being scary when we. Yeah, when yeah, we exactly. Then, I like that it went the, up and then now it just has gone straight back down. The erotic overtones of mm -hmm. him just being like. <sighs> I looked at his face. <sighs> Look how we, big this fucking load that I just got out is. <sighs> I really just fully expect him to like kiss. I'm just I'm yeah. waiting for them to start kissing at some point. Right. For the time, the strange noise had been forgotten, and the vision of success captured our attention. And then he includes a picture here that says the size of the opening at this point, and again, it's slightly bigger. <laughs> I don't think I could get... I've got a larger head than most. I have All a right, really I'll big say head. That. I'll say this, I'm a seven I don't and a think half I could, hats. I don't know what size of hat I wear. Yeah, so that's big. People um, who wear hats... But I don't, think I, could, I don't think I could fit my head through that hole. I could not fit my head through that hole. Maybe a foot... I could fit, fit definitely a foot in an arm. I could definitely fit my arm into that hole, but not my head. Nope. The lower left-hand corner of the hole had been giving us grief because of the thickness of the wall at that point. We felt that if we could just remove that corner, we might be on our way inside. B now held in his hand the crumbled remains of that corner. Our excitement consumed us as we examined the hole. I, <laughs> I took the hammer and pounded away at the surface of the hole. The idea was to remove the jagged edges that would take their toll on my skin. The size looked right. Okay, what is happening? Jose, what is happening? This is, that is... I think this is the wrong... Crazy oh, thing. this is... Sexy Pasta. I'm on the wrong website. Oh, uh, yeah, pasta. okay. Yes. The size looked right. Now the moment we had been working for. I cautiously approached the entrance to Floyd's tomb. I did <laughs> The size looked right. <sighs> okay. Trembling with anticipation. <laughs> I cautiously approached I the thrust into Floyd's tomb. <laughs> Sticking my head in first. 
wet. Slowly, but then all at once. The first thing I noticed, it was damp. Just a tight, Hot. warm, wet hole. Okay, I, this is, I mean, <laughs> this is silly. This is silly. I oh cautiously, God, it, gets, it gets worse. Mm-hmm. Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. I cautiously approached the entrance to Floyd's tomb. I decided the best way to enter the small hole was to place one arm over my head, turn my head sideways, and slowly work my way in. I soon determined this was not going to work. Yeah, no, no shit. <laughs> like, I could have told you that. Why would you? Oh, you didn't think I No, people can't see me, but this wasn't the fucking play, huh? No. This wasn't the play? This wasn't the move? To fucking touch your ear with your bicep and hand? Mm-hmm. If I was gonna I'm make it in... these guys. <laughs> if I was going to make it in without widening the hole anymore, I was going to have to put both my arms over my head and in a diving position. Turn my head sideways and slip into the tomb. I mean, replace tomb with W. Yeah. Make it womb, and, and this is just... Yep. And- the width of the entrance was the limiting factor. The height was sufficient. The arms overhead position flared my shoulder blades out, but there was still room to get in. Plus, the arms overhead gave me the best squeeze side to side. In order to enter straight into the hole, I stood on my feet and bent over to get level with the entrance. <laughs> and then B came behind me and put his hands on my hips, pulling my pants down. No, sorry. My knees were bent and the position was uncomfortable. Sort of a semi-squatting position. Bent at the waist with arms over. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. I thought the last one was bad with its innuendo. Jesus. Okay. It's, it's Plus, getting worse. I had to slightly turn my upper torso to the left in a counterclockwise rotation to negotiate the angle of the entrance. This is us celebrating Pride Month by presenting a homoerotic creepypasta. You know? Like, this is, this I, is, uh, this is I, our gift. Notice in the last photo that this the, is our gift. You're welcome, gay people. You're welcome. For the gift of this story from Jose and Mason. That Congrats. we didn't write. You've earned, you've earned it. <laughs> happy Pride, everybody. Notice in happy the, Pride, everybody. Happy, yeah. That was a joke. That was a joke, you, but you actually happy so Pride. Much. Yeah. Happy yes, Pride. You, yes, Happy Pride. Happy, happy pride. Happy, this is our thing. Oh, we can't that keep corp- making it a joke. This is thing that our thing that corporations do, where they're like, "Yes, mm-hmm. we love the LGBTQ uh, plus community yes. for this month. Yes. We're gonna update the captain's log picture on Twitter to like have a rainbow it's, in it." Just in for this the month. month of June, where our podcast is known as Captain's Rod. <laughs> yes. No, but so genuinely, you're though. welcome for that. We'll put some, uh, we'll put some, uh, <laughs> to make up for this, we'll put some good resources in the show notes for, to support, uh, yeah, anyway. Notice, in the last photo that the entrance generally slopes up to the right. That's a italicized, so he's added that in afterwards. Um, okay, God. I got my arms through the entrance with minor scrapes. Next came my head. By keeping it turned sideways, I was able to get it in, for the most part, up to my shoulders. When I got to my shoulders, I could feel the rocks touching all around my shoulders and chest. It was not stopping me, but I was definitely scraping many surfaces of my body. I decided to just push through, keeping in mind that I was going to have to come back out eventually. The pain was not too bad, and I was in. Well, my upper body was in. 
At least I could get a good idea what the tomb was going to look like. Yes, Mason? He's describing a toothy blowjob. Mm-hmm. He's describing a toothy blowjob mm-hmm. with Mother Earth. Mm-hmm. Mother And I don't Gaia. like it, Jose. Mother Gaia, she's mm. sucking me off, man. Anyway, and then he's included a picture of him in with just his butt and his legs out. Uh, and he says, here's a flattering photo of my best side. Notice the size of the area we had to work in. The ledge overhead was an obstacle. And yeah, sure enough, I can see how hammering that hole would be hard, almost as if you shouldn't do it. It just kind of seems like this is dumb, right? It just kind of seems like it this is dumb. It almost seems like every, every single creepypasta we read but, gets to a point where it's like, you know, this seems kind of fucking stupid. But here's Jose. the thing, Mason. This is the most boys being boys thing ever. You know, we told the story. I, I told love, the story I last time holes. about how Ma- Max and I moved a fucking log onto a creek just because it yeah. was there. So yeah, you know, I used to dig holes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I was exactly. A hole digging kid. Yeah. God damn it! You're right. You're when you're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Once inside the tomb, I had a few inches. <laughs> Once inside the tomb, I had a few inches all around me in which to position my body. This was the largest part of the passage and it was conveniently located right at the beginning of the crawl. That gave me a little room to get positioned to crawl further into the passage. Inside the tomb gave me a whole new outlook of what it was going to be like to crawl through. Even though this was my largest part of the crawl, it was still very small. I could move my head around freely, but every direction that I turned, I was staring at a wall of solid rock. When I spoke to B, my voice sounded muffled like I was talking in a small box. Or like I was in a hole. Box is slang for vagina. It is. It is, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just saw you didn't catch that. I wanted to be sure that... Yeah. Nice. I could rest my chest on the passage floor, but the rocks were uncomfortable. I turned my head to look further ahead, but couldn't see past the wall of rocks I had built the day before. I turned my head... Well, anyway, so he he can only see the wall of rock, right? The squeeze toward the end of the passage was closer now, and appeared even narrower. I didn't know if I could squeeze through or not. I knew it would be close. I wanted to crawl further into the passage. First, however, I had to work to get some of the loose rocks that were lying on the passage floor out of my way. I was disappointed to find to find out that most of the rocks that looked loose were actually attached to the floor. I was hoping to be able to just scrape them out of the way. I had pushed the sledgehammer into the passage before me, so at this point I used it to push the rock wall we had made further back into the passage. Then I dragged the sledge back and forth across the floor to move any loose rocks, or break up the solid ones. By sliding the head of the hammer under the squeeze, I determined that the narrowest part of the squeeze was about 7 inches high. I figured we would have to do some work before we could slip through. The entire time I had my head in the passage, B was just kicking back, listening to my descriptions and progress reports. What a fucking dick. Fuck you, B. What a lazy piece of trash. And then he's added this in italics. At some point, he snapped the photo shown above. Thanks, B. Up to this point, the size of the passage was not too big of a deal. I was in an incredibly small passage, but only my upper body was in, and since it was the largest part of the passage and my arms could move freely, I was pretty calm. Then it was time for a push. For a push. For a push. I slid the sledgehammer up as far as I could reach. Since my body filled the entrance, I could not slip the tool out, so it was easier to push it ahead. Is this a joke? 
Now I'm starting I, to think, well, is this thing I mean, written as a joke? Are we getting like punked? Is Ashton Kutcher going to come out? It feels like we're re- like getting prank called, and it seems yeah. like somebody's like, "Is there an IC Wieners there?" And we're like, "IC Wieners, IC Wieners, <laughs> IC Wieners, mm-hmm. is there an IC Wieners here?" <sighs> okay. Oh my God! It gets worse. <laughs> Go ahead. <laughs> In order to rotate my hips to the proper angle to enter the hole, I had to lean my upper body on my forearms, use my feet to climb the wall outside the hole, and slowly crawl into the hole. My hips barely fit. Once they cleared the entrance, I could relax a bit and get in a position to work toward the squeeze. I deci- I've done this before. I decided to try- <laughs> No, you haven't. <laughs> No, I've, 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 oh. I've had to uh, work my way to the squeeze. Yeah, sure. Mm. <laughs> I just... <laughs> the squeeze is an orgasm, Mason. I don't know if you can tell I, that. I, yeah. I, I got it. I decided to try the one-arm forward technique to get through. The passage was so narrow that whatever position I started with, I would have to stay with throughout the entire length. There was just no room to move around or change positions. I would also have to turn my head one way or another and keep it in the same position. This crawl was tight. I mean, it almost seems like this isn't worth doing. Almost, right? I right. Almost, almost seems like this isn't worth doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cause it's cause it seems like it's a bad. Seems it like seems it's like really a bad. hard. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, sounds. I mean, honestly. <laughs> sounds like someone is really hard. Yeah. And then imagine like you're doing this with a boner because he is obviously. Mm, that's true. Yeah, and that's scraping against rocks. That yeah. doesn't feel good. Moving forward at this part of the passage was relatively easy. I could use my forward arm, my left arm, to pull and my other arm to push. At the same time, I would wiggle my body, trying to arch as much as I could to keep my chest off the rocks. I tried both ways and determined that I would turn my head to the right. It felt the most comfortable. I began to learn things as I went. Mathematics, science, that sort of thing. (laughs) Sure. I determined that a small flashlight in one hand would be nice. Then I could shine it ahead and get a better idea of what I was about to crawl over. This was difficult. This was a difficult maneuver because I had to look overhead, since my head was turned. It became immediately obvious that we were going to have to do some more work removing rocks from the passage floor. As I moved along the surface, I was constantly scraping my chest on the rocks. They were sharp and it was painful. Occasionally, I would cause a rock to slide under my chest and actually wedge me between it and the top of the passage. I would then have to back up and either try to move the rock to the side with my cheek, using a sweeping motion with my head, or back way out and move it with my forward arm. My little trip into the passage represented a major milestone in my caving career. When I began caving, I did not feel overly comfortable going through tight spaces. Even the little squeeze at the beginning of this cave was an obstacle to overcome. By pushing myself and forcing myself to try the narrow passages, I have become much more calmer about tight spaces. Still, this passage represented a new benchmark in small spaces. I had not been faced with anything this small. How many times do you think he's going to say small? I a thousand times more. I don't remember having to take off my helmet before now. With this passage, it is mandatory. As I mentioned before, Not only do I have to take off my helmet, but I have to turn my head to the side in order to fit. The journey into the tomb went like this. 
After I had Here's twisted my little story all about, about how, how my life got my flipped, life turned, got upside, flipped down, turned upside down, and I like to take a minute just sit right there. I tell you, I became stuck in a cave. Very good. Thank you. I was gonna say something like turned upside down. I, you know what? Yours is better. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. After I had twisted my hips into the passage, I took a few minutes to stop and work out a game plan. Most of the length of my legs was still outside the entrance. They were just dangling in the air. The tomb was still big enough to move my head around and even my and even move my arms freely into position. It was larger than the rest of the passage, but not by much. It was like sticking your head into a box. Everywhere I looked, there were rocks <laughs> and not too far from my head. That's nothing like a box. No. No. I've put my head into a mini a cardboard box. I've put my head box. in many boxes and... What are, are you doing? I'm talking about No, I'm talking boxes. about actual cardboard boxes. Oh, okay. Okay, okay yeah, yeah. 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 And there's never any rocks in them, yeah. No. Any sound I made was muffled uh, and dead. The narrowest part of the passage was about 10 feet in. At this point, I, I was about three and a half feet in. At about the four-foot mark, I would have to commit to whatever position I felt comfortable and stay that way until the 12-foot mark, at which time the cave started opening up. Remember when he said he wasn't going to include, like, unnecessary stuff? Yeah, yeah, I do. I went with my left arm forward and head turned to the right. B had given me a flashlight that I held in my left arm, at, in my left hand. As I inched forward, I would try to brush the loose rocks away with my left arm. This was somewhat successful, but there were a lot of rocks I missed or could not move. As mentioned, the first little bit of the crawl moved along fairly quickly, since there was little room above me to negotiate the passage. It's moving along less quickly when you have to keep reminding us how that quickly it's moving it around. Yeah. Yes. Then the walls started to close in around me. I had a few extra inches on each side of me, but the top of the crawl was getting very low. At about the seven foot mark, I could feel the top rubbing my back as I would arch. After Hot. another half a foot, I couldn't arch anymore. Hot. <laughs> I had to just push ahead with my toes and pull my forward arm. I decided it would be a good time to see if I could back out. I tried it and it was pretty easy. That gave me a lot more confidence. Still, I had B tie webbing to my feet just in case he had to pull me out. And then he includes a picture of him fully in, just his feet sticking out with webbing on it. Uh, and he just says, last feet before my last shot before my feet were all the way in. Note the webbing B tie to my request. My neck was starting to get sore from being cranked to the side. My head was getting heavy, but to rest it the only option I had was to lay it down on the broken rocks. It was painful, but I did it frequently. I was staring at the wall to my right. It was a mere four to five inches from my face. Most of the time, I wasn't watching the wall. Either I had my eyes closed, which I sometimes do when I go through a tight spot, or the light wasn't shining in a direction that did me any good. It was very quiet in the tomb, other than my own breath. I was breathing heavy from the effort it took to move. Thankfully, the breeze was present and cooled me off. By lifting my head and carefully touching the ceiling from time to time, I could gauge the size of the passage that my body would soon pass through, much like a cat using its whiskers to gauge an opening in a fence. At the seven and a half foot mark, I could tell things were going were about to get real tight. While lying, well, I'm just, I'm just. This is, we picked a terrible time to stop reading last time, Jose. I'm going to be honest. Yeah, buddy. yeah. While lying in the darkness in a passage deep within a cave, one is in a unique position to ponder. A mountain literally resting on top of me, the entire earth lying below. One tiny move. Shut 
up. This guy was a was a philosophy major in college. Ugh. One tiny movement of the earth, and I would cease to exist. Or worse, to recognize the fear shared by Floyd Collins as he lay there, trapped for days deep within the heart of Mother Earth. Incapable. He actually did the Mother Gaia joke we've been doing. Yeah. Incapable of freeing himself from his earthen prison. Picture yourself in my position. Literally all we've been doing. Yep. Right? That's how you read a story, is mm-hmm. to picture the... Po- anyway, it's fine. Let's picture... Picture yourself in, in my position. position. Lying on your stomach, your left arm is extended over your head, your right arm is at your side, having only a few inches in which to move. Your yeah, arms and hands are sore. have covered all of that. But picture it again. Times. Okay. For some right. reason. Nope, sure. I've got it. Your arms and hands are sore and bleeding from crawling slash pulling yourself across the broken rocks. Your entire body is resting on the rocks. Your neck your neck gets tired of holding your head off the rocks, so you gently rest your cheek on the rock to rest. Once, How many times do you think he's going to say rock? Hey, rock rest. Small rock rest. Exactly. Rest rock small, sharp. Exactly. Once sex, just... Oh, Sense. sorry. I mean, I'm supposed to hide in an innuendo. Um, head in hole. I don't know. Once Squeeze tight. Yeah. Wet. Once you start again, you have to push with your toes to scoot your body forward, sliding across the rocks. After that's moving I, a few that's inches. That's how I do the sex. Mm-hmm. After I, moving. I scoot with my toes. Yeah. Socks or no socks, Mason? Uh, one sock. Interesting. I don't like, I don't like, don't make me pick things. Don't put, don't put, nobody puts baby in a corner. All right. After moving a few inches, you're breathing hard and have to rest. As you inhale, you can feel Same, honestly. Yeah, I've been there. A few inches and you're just like. (laughs) (sighs) 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 As you, (laughs) as you inhale, you can feel your back pressing hard against the top of the squeeze. It takes several minutes before you recover enough to press forward. The entire time you are lying there, you think about how you're going to get back out, and what if. Well, that's pretty much what I was going through at that point in the passage. And we then this is- We fucking got it! I, this is I'm legitimately getting tough, Jose, I'm gonna be honest. This is uh, the italics, uh, the reflection afterwards. I decided that this would be a good time to throw in a photo of the squeeze. The photo was actually taken on a different trip, but it shows how tight things were at that point in the passage. Notice my head turned to the side, not by choice, and you can see how I would rest my cheek on the rocks. How many times is he going to tell us that he had to turn? We've, like, we fucking got it, Jose. Mm -hmm. He had to turn his head and rest his cheek. He really needs to nail it home, Mason. He's fucking, he's nailed it dead. You can also see how difficult it is to look ahead of me. My arms were pinned to my side. I later determined that would be the best position. There is virtually no space between the top of the passage and my bite and my back. Tight! Not for the claustrophobically inclined. Then it's a picture of him in a fucking hole just as you all are picturing it. The way you've been picturing it for this entire episode that we've been reading. Mm-hmm. When I reached the point where my back was rubbing and I could feel with my head that the passage was not getting bigger, I knew it was most I was most likely not going to get through. Still, I decided to give it one more push. If I had been in this position a year ago, I would have been in a state of panic. But not today. I was pretty pumped. I took a few minutes to rest, and then I went for it. I exhaled completely all the air in my lungs. This caused my chest to collapse enough to scoot forward a few inches. Because it takes so much effort to scoot, I only went a few inches before I had to stop and breathe. Which, again, bringing up uh, Nutty Putty Cave, 
that's not a good idea to do that when you're caving because then you get stuck. Because if you release right. the air, then you, you can can't. squeeze through, but then your lungs and your ribs expand. That's how that guy got stuck. His ribs expanded and then one caught underneath his ribs and he couldn't right. scoop back without breaking his ribs and fucking right. dying. So and you can't you can't do that exhale again because mm-hmm. you can never fully inhale again. Right. So, so you, yeah. I don't know shit about caving. So if you're a caver, write in and be like, well, actually, it's okay, Jose. But me saying this, I wouldn't do that if you're in a tight spot like that. I would just say a general life rule is that if you have to remove all of your oxygen in order to get somewhere, it's don't not worth go going. There? Yeah. Yeah. It's just in, like, just in general. Yeah, if somebody's yeah. like, hey, you can come into this bar, but first you have to exhale every little bit of air in your body. Just go to a different bar. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, like, I just uh, don't do that for anybody. Nobody mm. deserves You don't need to do that for, All right. for, for anyone. Because it takes so much effort to scoot, I only went a few inches before I had to stop and breathe. As I inhaled, my chest pressed hard against the floor and my back against the top. It took a little longer to get my breath back. Unbelievably, I did it again. Exhale, scoot, rest. Again, only a few inches. Repeat. I took a few extra minutes to enjoy this position. You know what that means? Pinned in this small passage. Wow. I could not believe how relaxed I was. I tried one more time to exhale and scoot. My back was rubbing too much to continue. Despite the failed effort, I was psyched. I took several long minutes to lay there and recover from the effort. B had been encouraging me the entire time. It was fun to hear him cheer as he saw my shoes go deeper and deeper into the hole. Is this a... Are we reading a creepypasta, or is this just like a Erotica? thing about a guy who loves caving? It's not even erotic anymore. It's no. mostly just like a dude do it. Like, it's like a decent thriller. It's like 127 hours. Yeah, this, exactly. Yeah, it feels like, yeah, it does feel like one of those, like, slice of adventure movies. Anyway. Backing out was not too difficult, but it did take some work. I encountered the same obstacles as when I went in. After I wiggled my hips out of the hole, which took some time, I had trouble getting my shoulders out. Both arms were overhead. Both arms were overhead at this point. My shirt was getting caught on the rocks, and my shoulders were brushing the sharp rocks. After struggling to find a good position, to a good position, I gave up and just pulled my upper body out. Scrape. It's their scrape. <laughs> yes. That was uh, that was me doing uh, the frosted flakes. Tony, t- Tony, t- the tiger. Tony, t- Tim, Timmy, the tiger. No, my shirt pulled up tiger. over my head, and I had some nice scrapes. tiger from yeah, yeah no, no, the from Winnie the Pooh. Tail? Yeah, Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, Tigger. My shirt. Yeah, you pulled- know they're great. Mm. My shirt pulled up over my head, and I had some nice scrapes on my shoulders, but I didn't care. To me, this trip was a success. I had pushed myself beyond what I thought was possible. I kneeled at the entrance and looked into the narrow passage I had just been in. The rock wall was now at 11 foot mark. I had pushed a little with my forward arm. The smallest point was at the 9 foot mark. We were close. Between the work and the excitement, I was tired. I just sat on the rope bag, grinning. Woo, what a trip. And then he includes like the progress on the hole. The rest of the journal entry talks about the usual, our climb out, dinner, trip, home, etc. On our way home, we brainstormed and came up with some ideas that would help us get through. We both invented some tools to remove the rock on the floor deep within the passage. We were both very excited by this trip, I from pushing my limits in the cave, and B from his success in climbing out of the cave. This was the first time he was able to climb all the way out without the help of climbing devices, nor my help. 
It was a personal success to show the progress he has made since his accident. Pretty cool. And then that was all a reflection. Uh, and then back here to the journal entry, I remained amazed that we could so easily forget the terrifying moment we experienced just the day before. All had been forgotten, with the strange noise being blamed in our minds on some rational, harmless explanation. April 7th, 2001. Do you think this is going to end on 9-11? Yes. I I've read it. It does. Oh. Okay. It ends with that he's, so it's revealed that the, ta that the cave was actually inside the World Trade Center. Like that oh. Robert Pattinson movie. The one where it's like a regular movie, and then at the end it's like, oh, he's oh. in the 9-11. <laughs> yeah, Batman. Yeah, Batman. Yeah. Yeah, I've yeah. seen the Batman. Yeah, yeah, yeah great. The, the Batman, yeah, yeah. All right, this is a reflection, everybody. It's Mason's turn to read. <gasps> Yay! And he was ready for it. This is when the audience goes, woo, 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 <laughs> You know, like when the guest, the cameo shows up? Yeah, yes. Yeah. Prior to going back out to Mystery Cave again, we spent a lot of time preparing. We made a squeeze box, which is a wooden <laughs> box. That's what I call the accordion, the old squeeze box. The old squeeze box. A squeeze box is a wooden box, uh, the opening of which can be adjusted in size. Uh, we could then crawl through the opening and measure to see how tight of a squeeze we could fit through. I don't understand it, but okay. Um, from that, we were able to determine that because we need... don't own Subarus. Oh shit! I, mean, I honestly, I, I kind of want a Subaru. I want, I, I want, yeah, a, I want a cross track. Anyway, it doesn't matter. I want a Outback. I almost got an Outback. It doesn't matter. 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 I was able to determine that I need about eight inches in height to get through the smallest portion Me of too, Floyd's man. tomb. Same. That meant we would have to scrape out about an inch of the floor of the passage. We also learned that the best position I would need to get through the passage would be on my stomach, arms by my side, and of course my shoulder blades to drop to their lowest point in order to move. I would push forward or backwards with my toes. It sounds difficult, but felt adequate. Later, it proved to work successfully. All right, we're back in the, back in present times. Here now. we go. The second thing we did to prepare for was to construct the tools we invented to work with in the cave. I came up with a clever way to chip away inside the passage without having to climb inside. I had my neighbor wield, weld together several lengths of steel pipe in a manner that would allow us to take a, take it apart while we climbed down the tomb. That's not how welding works. Um, but still have yeah, the what? strength necessary to hold up to a blow from a hammer once it was together. We made our own tips that would screw into the pi our pipe <laughs> and reach the area we needed to work on. <laughs> B came up with a cool design for a scraper using an angle iron. Uh, he had his neighbor welded together, so both of their neighbors separately are happen to be. But welders. they're competitors. I like to yes. imagine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it proved to be an invaluable tool for scraping and removing rock. We were both proud of our inventions. I also made a device to hold my drill that attached to our pipe. Uh, we ended up not. Every using time I hear it. pipe, I think of weed. You know. Yeah. Like, and so yeah. I'm trying to not picture that. We ended up not using it since B's scraper worked so well. And there's a here's a picture of B. Kind of looks like he doesn't have legs, but he does. They're just does, cut off yeah. from the. Um, edited to protect his identity. His eyes are blacked out. Um, 
with the pipe we made. Mm -hmm. Um, I took the picture facing away from the tomb. He is sitting on the rope bag that we used as a bed. Behind him to his left is the passage that leads down to the still water. Behind him to his right is the last drop off before the passage. You can see some orange webbing we used to climb up and down. He looks kind of fun. He looks like a fun guy. He, B looks like he would make a joke and we would all laugh. Yeah. Because it was funny, you know? He'd be like, I've got like a light beer if you want one. Exactly. Yeah. Um, I took an oath. I made a vow. I would not leave the cave until I had made it through the passage. Okay. What's up? No, who, what's up? Why does he... Why hmm? Why hmm. is he making an oath? To who? He took an oath. Who the fuck made him take an oath? To himself, I guess. I, I took an oath, and I made a vow. I would not leave that cave until I made it through the passage. What... What questions do you have? What questions did you possibly have why? about that? Just why? Anyway, continue. Conquered Floyd's tomb. This would be the trip. It had been a long time since we had been out to mystery. We had been busy. Uh, though yeah, it's been about two months. I don't know if anybody the tools. Noticed. Oh, yeah, that's true. Right? We didn't really point that out. Um, we had made the tools we had talked about. It was fun coming up with ideas for tools. Also, we made the tools. The tools, we made it, and they were fun. The fun <laughs> was making the, the fucking tools. Okay. I don't know if we said this, but we made the tools, and it was yes. fun to oh make the tools. Okay, so let me, okay, so obviously that was a bit of a joke, but let me read you what this actually says. We had made the tools we had talked about. It was fun coming up with ideas for tools. Also, we made a squeeze box to determine the best technique for getting through the tight spot. Plus, we knew about how much rock we needed to remove before. I mean, he just keeps repeating shit. Like, it sounds this like is... when I was learning English and they made me write sentences and I would write shit like, I see the ball. The it ball is like fun. You know? When I tried to pad out words and essays and mm-hmm. was like, and you'll recall in paragraph two when I said, and then I just repeat, repeat paragraph, paragraph two. Repeat paragraph two, exactly, yes. yes. All right, we were excited to get back into the cave and finish our project. Our climb down into the passage took a little bit longer than usual. Uh, We had extra tools to carry. Did you know, Jose, that they had more (laughs) fucking tools than normal? Did you had you grasped? I did not understand that, but now I get it. Yeah, yeah, now I get it. All right, once they got down into the passage, we immediately got to work using B's scraping tool with the pipe I had made. We fucking. But Mason, did it work, is my question. It worked like a charm. We could hammer the pipe on one end and the scraping tool on the other end dug into the rock. We could push all the debris all the way through the passage and out of our way. When we needed to measure our progress, we would turn the scraper sideways in the passage and observe the clearance. We worked for about two hours before I had to the desire to try the tomb. I just wanted try to make the sure... Try the tomb. Try the tomb. Sounds like a beer that you get at like a spooky-themed bar. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to make sure I was going to make it through on the first try. B made one more sweep on the passage floor, clearing any loose rocks from where I would be crawling and pushing the wall uh, we had made to the back of the squeeze. I made preparations for the crawl by fashioning duct tape suspenders to prevent my shirt from sliding around. Fucking tuck it in. Um, Yeah, what? And um, 
while sliding across on the right, um, I knew I would need it once I got through. As an expression of faith, I did not tie a rope to my feet. I was confident I was going to make it. Finally, I made the attempt. And then the next sentence is like, be here, he died. Yep. And that's the end of it. No, okay. Um, this goes back out to reflection. Although I didn't mention it in my journal, we did not notice the breeze was back and the rumbling present. Uh, since we didn't do any work to the entrance, I had to go through the same dance routine to enter the passage. <sighs> Once I got my upper body through the hole, I shined the light, the flashlight ahead of me, to work out a plan of attack. The passage didn't seem any bigger than last time. Uh, I was there, but most of the work was done deeper in the squeeze. I paused for a few minutes, then twisted my hips to get my lower body in. I slowly inched forward as my entire body slowly filled the passage. Before I was completely in, I got into position for the push. Poo the, the push. I dropped my head. I dropped both of my hands to my side, turned my head to the right, and then I began to inch forward. Once my toes were inside the cave, I used them to push forward. Uh, to keep from scraping my body, I would walk, in quotation marks, using my shoulders, knees, and toes. Knees and toes. Uh, knees and knees toes. Knees and toes. Progress was slow but steady. That was fine by me. A foot or two before the tight spot, I could already tell there was a little more room. Even so, I began to touch the roof of the passage with my back. This time, however, I was able to continue moving forward. I reached the lowest point in the passage, and I could tell it was still going to be tricky. Even with the work we had done clearing out the loose rocks, I still felt sharp pebbles rolling under my chest as I slid along. Now we're back to present day. When I could feel my back brushing on top of the passage in several spaced. places, I reverted back to my technique of exhaling. Before I began, however, I took a minute to lay there in the passage. I could see the glow of Bee's flashlight as the rays of light managed to squeeze past my body. I could feel the cool breeze evaporate the dir drops of dirty sweat on my forehead. I could feel a thousand sharp edges dig into the surface of my skin. I felt the twinge of excitement as I realized that the goal we had set out to achieve weeks ago was about to be realized. This thought alone made me want to keep moving. No matter how tight the passage got, I began, I uh, became, I breathed in and out rapidly for a few moments, then began. Exhale. Scoot. Stop to catch my breath. Repeat. After just a few inches of scooting, I, re I could raise my head off the floor um, of the squeeze and tell that the passage was beginning to open up. I relayed this information to B, and we both took a few seconds to celebrate. During the rest yes. of the, can you imagine being tight, like still tucked in there and just being like, yeah, <laughs> like just like kicking your toes a little bit and like moving your head. All right. Anyway, um, I relayed this information to B as we both took a few seconds to celebrate during the rest of the slide through the passage. B was chanting me on. <laughs> Read it. B was cheering me on virgin passage. And Neil Armstrong territory were the phrases he kept Virgin repeating. Passage is what they're gonna name it after they tell other people about it because they discovered it. So people are gonna be like, yeah, yeah the Virgin yes, Passage. Virgin Passage, yes. Neil Armstrong territory. That is a terrible chant. Mm -hmm. All right, I was grinning ear to ear, even though the passage was. This is a scary story that's gonna be scary at some point in time. Yes. Yes, actually. Okay. 
Even though the passage was beginning to get larger, it was still slow going and I had to continue scooting along for another foot and a half before I could slide my arms underneath me and use them to crawl. At that point, I felt my journey was essentially over. I was able to sit up slightly and move the rock wall we had erected several trips ago. Uh, these rocks served as a somber reminder that little caution would or that a little caution would be wise. I shouted back to B that I was through. We both took a moment to congratulate ourselves. Congratulations, congratulations. Doctor? Um, congratulations, doctor. doctor. Doctor? We're not doctors. Oh. Um, B would likely never be able to squeeze through this passage. He was a fat, dirty <laughs> fuck. Um, B would likely never be able to squeeze through this passage and see uh, and see what I was seeing, so I gave him a description of what the cave looked like. Hey, fat ass. <laughs> it, it's, it's dark. It's really dark in here, and there's, there's rocks. There's, like, rocks and shit. It's fucking crazy, man. All right. Uh, so I gave him a description of what the cave looked like. At this point, I had only had my mini mag, so I could uh, not see very far into the passage. The end of the passage made a gentle right turn and seemed to go for a ways. I was unable to do anything at this point but sit due to the size of the passage. All of the broken rocks we had pushed through Floyd's tomb were around me at this point. There were no other signs of human intrusion. I had to wait until B passed my, me my helmet light so I could get a better feel for the cave. B used the pole. We made the slide at... Wait, what? We made to... B used the pole we made to slide me the end of a rope. Then I was able to pull all of my gear through the squeeze. The first thing he sent through was my helmet and light. After I got the light fired up, I was able to see our new section of cave. Um, ours. It was exciting experience uh, to see the results of hours of hard work over the course of several weeks. At this point, uh, we still had no idea what the cave had to offer. The only thing I could see was the passage immediately following the squeeze. It was a narrow passage with a low ceiling. I would easily be able to get through it, but I would have to crawl. So I began taking pictures so I could show B. And then there's a picture of like, it's like a little butthole in a cave. And yeah. it says the first section of the new passage, I almost laying, I'm almost laying down since the passage was so small. My feet are extended in front of me, as you can see. Notice the broken rock on the floor of the cave. The passage looks like a dead end, but it turns to the right near the end. I asked B how far he thought I should venture into the new cave in light of the strange events that had occurred. Uh, for the first time, he, too, toned down his enthusiasm as he remembered the noises. He slid the pipe through the tomb with a loosened <laughs> tip at the end. Um, he said I could use it as a weapon if I ran into an animal or question mark. Uh, he also told me to make sure we could hear each other as I progressed into the cave. Even though, walkie talkies, right? Even though, yeah. this is, uh, sorry, this is the, this is the, the reflection afterwards. Mm -hmm. Even though we were at least thinking of the possibility of running into trouble, we never really considered the fact that if I got into trouble, B would never be able to rescue me because he's a he's fat, a... dirty fuck. <laughs> and in fact, no one would be able to get me for many hours. If I were in serious trouble, as in hurt, there was no way anyone would be able to get to me in time. But symbolic of the whole experience, we were focused on our goal and not the potential dangers we faced. So far, we had dodged the proverbial bullet. So far. I strapped my... Oh, sorry. That was me. That was me. Right? I know, I know. Yeah. I strapped my, on my gloves and knee pads, grabbed my camera, 
and began my adventure. I crawled through the passage pictured above, which was about 20 feet long. At the end of the crawl, the cave bent slightly to the right. Yeah, I feel that. Me too. Yeah, it happens. <laughs> I would have to climb up a gentle slope, but then I would be able to stand. All uh, right. By the end of the next section of the cave, the section was about 40 feet long. In addition to having a higher ceiling, the walls were a little bit wider than the section I had just crawled through. Both sections were relatively straight. Relatively. <laughs> wink, wink, wink. Wink, wink. Happy pride, everybody. <laughs> Happy pride, everybody. The floor was covered with a type of rock which crunched as I crawled. Crunchy crawly rocks. Mm-hmm. Um, I believe I that's the ac- Latin name, yeah. Yes, um, la crunchy crawly. Crunchy crawly, yeah. Crunchy crawly. Laws, uh, that's Latin, right? Sure. It starts with it. Yeah. Latin. Latin, yeah. The walls were basically the same as much of the mystery cave, except pristine. It was obvious no one had been there before me. Except the cleaning lady. Well, that's, yes. Upon closer examination of the walls, I found two delicate types of formations. The first resembled several chunks of grated cheese tied together on one end, with the rest of the quote-unquote cheese just flopping. He's a terrible writer. He's so bad. He's so bad. Okay, but I don't so, know what, what gave it away, Mason. His repeated use of the word "small rock" or his the fact that he will say something and then two a paragraph down repeat the same thing again. Uh, yes, all of the above. All right, so with the rest of the cheese was just flopping down. The second formation was tiny strands of rock, not cheese, thinner than human hair. It what? Fuck. It looked pretty cool. I found several examples of both kinds of formation. His ability to repeat the same, like, me crawling through a thing, mm-hmm. like, seven times, but then be like, there was hair and cheese rocks anyway. And it's yeah, like, right. All right. I was not even through the second section of the cave, and I could barely hear B. Cave's passages are not very acoustically friendly. I shouted to him that I would go for half an hour. Then are they return- not? Aren't caves you'd think, echoey? You'd think they'd just like take, they'd just travel the sound, right? Right? Don't they? I mean, you'd th- you'd. Th- I would t- think. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a caveman. I'm not a rock scientist. Kentucky. Uh, anthro? No. Anthrorockist. Anthrorockologist. Rockologist. A rockologist. <gasps> rockologist. Nice. Rockology. Rockology. Yeah. yeah. Mm, yes. The study of rock. The study of um, rock. Yeah. Okay, I shouted at him I'd go for half an hour, then return. He said that would be fine and to be careful. Then I proceeded to explore some more. I would walk nearly upright at this point. I was on the third straight section of the cave when I discovered a crystal formation on the wall to my right. It was several layers on the wall resembling clear candle wax that was allowed to melt and drip down the wall. There were several small stalactite-looking formations formed by these crystals. The longest was about four inches Jeez, in that is huge. I mean... <laughs> My right, fuck. boys? That's the biggest fucking so, formation ever. So big. What Too else? much, I mean, even, I, I would, would say. say yes. More than enough. Yeah, yeah. Yes, yeah. for sure. Yeah. There would have been one much longer, judging by the size of the base, but it had broken off. Um, I looked to see where it was, if I could locate it, and... Oh, Oh, it was in my ass. How did it get okay. there? 
Oh, okay. Anyway, I looked to see if I could locate where it ended, but I couldn't find it. And then there's a picture that says the crystal formations are right behind the rock in the upper right-hand corner of the photo. I could walk upright, but I had to stop on occasions like ducking under the rock. There's, uh, it's so just a cave. It's there's just no... a cave. He does this convenient thing of being like, yeah, it's just out of sight. Why didn't you take yeah. a picture of that if that was so cool? Hey, why don't you go fuck yourself, nerd? Oh. Anyway. All right, so the passengers continued for another 100 feet or so before the cave opened up a little. Um, it was at the end of a short, straight segment of the cave, at the very end of the room. This is just, I mean, Jose, buddy, this is just going, you know? Mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. oh, we're almost, uh, oh, no, we're almost done with this section. This is just long, okay. Yeah. It's okay, I think we're getting into spooky territory. We are, we are, I remember this, right. we are. Okay. At the very end of the segment, the cave made a bend to the left and opened up into a room. Just at that point where the room began, there was a round rock that appeared to be leaning against the wall. This seemed odd, but singular formations are common in caves, so it was by no means unique. This was weird, but also completely normal. This was weird, but it wasn't. Um, I had crawled and stepped over several large chunks of rock that fell down from the ceiling, but this one was more round than the other. Was this rock round by any chance, Mason? Once past the rock... Oh, I thought it was going to go... Yes, yes, it was very round. Okay. Um, once past the rock, the room opened up to a height of about 15 feet. It was about 15 feet in width. Uh, and about 30 Fucking feet hell. in length. Um, I don't remember it being this bad in the first time. I don't... I, it must have been different writers. I must be different writers. At the far end of the room, there was another passage No, it's that out. thing where you start good, and then you just are like, oh, I gotta finish yeah, it. You know, I gotta yeah, finish yeah. writing it. Yeah. As I entered the room, I had an eerie feeling. It was like the old saying that I felt like I was being... Wa- I mean, just say it felt <laughs> like I was being watched. You know watched. that old... Yeah, that old saying, it felt like I was being watched... Well, I felt like I was being watched. Just fucking say that. All right. Once again, the excitement of the new find faded, and memories of the mysterious um, side of the cave crept back into mine. Suddenly, it felt very alone. Fortunately for my ego, I was nearly out of time and had to go back to B. Before my half hour was up, I took several pictures of the room. Um, I was going to just get a feel for how long the next passage was when something caught my attention. On the left side of the room, on the wall about eye level, I discovered what appeared to be hieroglyphics. It was a single drawing that almost appeared to be as part of the rock coloration. It looked like very crude representations of people standing below a symbol. I was fucking pumped. This meant there, <laughs> this meant there had been another entrance to this cave. Suddenly, I felt dirty, realizing I wasn't in a pristine virgin passage anymore, but instead a dirty slut horror cave. What's the quote from What We Do in the Shadows where he's like, we don't know why we eat virgins. The way I think about it is, wouldn't you just prefer that nobody had fucked it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, 
Um, so, okay, so um, there was another, the, there was another, uh, I, I was pumped, this meant there was another entrance to the cave, even if the entrance was closed or blocked, which would mean there isn't another entrance to the cave, mm -hmm. even the entrance was closed or blocked, it meant an opportunity to open it. Get bees fat tub of fucking jello <laughs> ass into the cave. I took another look at the drawing to make sure I could describe it to B. I didn't take a picture of it. Yeah. I took Why more pictures not? and headed back to B. But, but I not just a took bit. a good look. This one, I was like, no, this one's got to be from the brain. Because why would you want to see this fucking right. verbatim? God right. damn it. When I got back to the squeeze, it's I could It's almost like this guy just went caving, took pictures, and then was like, I'm going to make a scary story. Actually, it's almost like this guy didn't even go caving. I know. I but know. it's the internet. Nobody would lie on the internet, Mason. Wow. Right? That's true, buddy. That's true. Yeah. That's okay. It's true. When I got back to the squeeze, I could barely talk fast enough to let B know everything I had discovered. He was just as excited to hear about our newly found treasures as we debated what our next move would be. I began to send my gear back through the tomb to B. I told him it would be best if we got someone else to come back with me. You know, not a fat piece of shit like him. In case hey, something what if happened. Got, like not a fat ass to come with Yeah, us. he agreed. Uh, once I got all my gear through, I was face... Uh, wait, what? Once I got all of, all <laughs> of my gear through, I was face <laughs> with the wonderful task of having to negotiate Floyd's tomb again. Remember at the beginning of it, he said that there was going to be typos. This motherfucker is going to describe the entire way out just like he did the entire <laughs> way in, isn't he? Yep. I haven't read ahead yet. I just, oh, he's yeah, going this is to. Just my yeah, guess. yeah, yeah, he's going to. All right, so to. this we're going back into um, we're going back into the the, the italics. Yes, theoretically, a person should be able to get out of a passage he just crawled through by simply reversing what he just did. Theoretically, if he contorts his body a certain way to get in, he should be able to get out into the same pos. He should be able to get into the same position to get out. You said that twice. <laughs> Theoretically, a person should be able to get out of a passage he just crawled through by simply reversing what he did. Period. If he contorts his body a certain way to get in, he should be able to get into the same position to get out. Period. Sounds good to me. Sounds good to me. Same. That's too... Like, he needs an editor to be like... It's like he wrote it with, like... Like, the idea of, like, one of these two sentences is the one that's going to yeah. go in here. I just don't know which one sounds better yet. And then left then. both. Yeah. All right. Jesus. All right. In practice, this may not prove to be possible or practical, such as the case with the tomb. I determined in advance that I would attempt to go headfirst back through the squeeze. I knew that I could definitely make it by going feet first. Uh... I knew I could definitely make it by going feet first, but that would mean backing up all the way through the tomb. That would take a long time and be very exhausting. My only concern is going head first was when I got to the end of the squeeze, um, I would have to get my head through the hole we had made without the benefit of being able to twist my body. Oh well, I chose to go head first and deal with the exit when I got to it. No, no. No, I'm not a caver, but no cavers like, listen, I know this, there's, there's two things I know. It's if I do situation A, mm -hmm. it's a surefire way that I'll get out of here with no problem. Right. If I do situation B, it'll be a little bit faster, but I have no idea. 
I'm going to go with <laughs> well, B. Actually, in the ca- caving rule book, which I did buy and read, it says, just fuck it. That's what it says. Oh. So, I thought that was talking about the caves. Uh, Not like you know your what? attitude in it. Didn't even think about it. Yeah. Okay. Right. Well, I mis- may have misunderstood. All right. I started into the squeeze very close to the tight spot. So at least I would oh. have to... I would have it over with soon. I turned. It turned out to be tricky getting through. Uh, I had to shift my hips to the right uh, to get th- to uh, a little to get through. It turned out to be tricky getting through. I had to shift my hips to the right a little to get through. Fuck. Just you gotta just push past it. I know. I'm sorry, but I had. I just kept plugging away at it. My hands were once again by my side. My head was turned to the right. I was scooting with my toes, and once again, I was using my head to as a gauge to tell when I was at the tight spot. Uh, when I must have, or and then when I was past it, it seemed, or I seemed to get tired a little quicker on the way out. Must have been all the work we had done to get through, or the fact that you're going uphill. Mm-hmm. I was a little over halfway through when something bizarre happened. I was laying there, um, uh, taking a brief break when I heard a sound deep within the cave. It was faint, but... I can't stop this feeling. It was deep, or sorry, it was faint, but distinct sound of rock sliding on rock. My blood froze in its veins. I couldn't move. I just lay there straining to hear the sound again. Nothing. I quickly began to scoot towards the exit, but I didn't mention the sound to B, but I did recall one of our earlier trips when B said he heard the same thing. The task of getting out of our hole turned out to be as painful as I thought it would be. Um, I had to put one of my arms overhead and force my shoulders through the hole. I definitely left some skin behind <laughs> as I slipped through. B helped me as much as I wiggled my upper body th- out of the passage. Then I could catch myself and ease my lower body out of the tomb. I was out. B and I shook hands and began to load up the gear, doctor. Um, As I was uh, trying to listen to any sounds coming from the hole, but we were making too much noise, gathering our stuff. As much as I looked forward to getting into the passage, it was a relief to get back out. That is pretty much how I felt about caves in general. I love to go in, but I feel good when I get back out again. Okay. Something strange happened. This is great. Hmm. Something strange happened with the pictures I took in the new part of the cave. The pictures I took in the passage fuck, leading up the, to the large room all turned out just fine. Strangely, none of the pictures taken in the room turned out, Jose. What? Pictures of the round rock and more what importantly, pictures of the... Hieroglyphics I saw, pictures taken before and after the room turned out great, but the Mm. negatives of the photos taken in the room were clear. Mm. Nothing? I remember what the hieroglyphics looked like, so don't worry about that, you pretty little stupid idiot. I drew a picture to give you, and here it's like a telephone pole. Yeah, Yeah, it's it's like like a telephone uh, pole. It looks like a telephone pole, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. a very good way to describe it. It's a crude drawing of what I saw, but it, it's accurate. Um, the first thing I saw, I thought when I saw it was Blair Witch Project. Um, it kind of has the same feel, too. This symbol was in the center of the several figures um, that looked like people raising their hands were below it. April 14, 
and he's included two pictures at the start. He says, this is the last picture before I entered the large room at the end of the passage, partially hidden in the shadows, is the round rock that I saw. And you do kind of see a passage-looking thing, and then in the next one, he's highlighted it. And you can kind of see the round rock. Not really. Not he really. Just a, he just drew a circle in darkness. Yeah. That's, Only that's a couple days elapsed before B found someone who wanted to explore the passage with us. B told me he talked to a few other people who couldn't make it because of scheduling conflicts. He said they really grilled him for information about the cave and about the passage. Maybe they were like, is B going to kill me? I don't think I want to go. He B, would I'm not, not going to- into a cave with your fat ass. <laughs> B, you smell and are big. He would not tell them which cave it was to ensure that we explored it to our satisfaction. Yeah, that's like me matching someone on a dating app and being like, hey, you want to go to this cool hike? And they're like, well, what's the hike? And I'm like, well, I can't tell you because I don't want you to take someone else. And they're like, oh, so you're going to murder me. And I'm like, no, no, no. 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 Just don't tell anybody where you're going and turn your location off on your phone. <laughs> I just don't want secret. anyone to find it. Yeah. Or you. I mean, it. What did I say? <laughs> What did, wait, what did you... Even what did the, I say? What did I say? Even the guy who ended up going with us did not know which cave until we were very close to it. And he was... He just fucking put a bag over his head and he's like, uh, I'm oh, starting to think guys? we're not going caving, guys. Guys? Shut up. still going to the cave? Yeah, we're going to the cave, all right. Okay. You're never going to leave the cave. Because it's fun? Yeah, because it's fun. Okay, that actually doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> and he was sworn to secrecy that he would not reveal the location of the cave to anyone on the planet. I won't identify him by name, so I will just refer to him as Joe. Joe, B, and I sat out early in the morning to make sure we could spend all the time we wanted in the new passage. When we got to the cave, we were able to rig up and descend rather quickly. It helps when you don't have to haul half a hardware store down into the cave. Joe was impressed by our work. Even B and I took a minute to pat ourselves on the back for all the hard work we put in and jerk each other off. Yeah, and we did do a good job. Yeah. Good job. We really fucked up this natural cave system, huh? Yeah. Yeah, yeah we did, didn't we? Why do we have the same voice? I don't know. I didn't think it through. Because uh, no, this is why nobody wants to hang out with us. Uh, and, uh, and for the fact that we made it through. And Joe is a rather thin caver, unlike B's fat, fucking disgusting ass. Fat, sloppy, shitty, <laughs> fat, fucking ass. Joe is a rather thin caver who has had a lot of experience in caves. He said this might be the tightest squeeze he had ever been in, but it didn't bother him. I knew that physically he would be able to make it since I was bigger than him and I made it. I'm just like really buff and strong and muscular. And he's just like a skinny, dirty fucking like stick. A, an idiot, like a stupid little idiot, an itty dumb <laughs> bit. And I'm buff and he's tiny and he's fat and I'm buff. <laughs> Hello. Hi. Hi, I'm this dead. Is my, welcome, welcome to my story. He was Did I tell you about the poles we made to scrape the bottom of the cave? <laughs> Boy, were they some tools, and did we make them. He was just as excited as us to get through and get caving. Maybe more. He quickly got ready. They're like, oh, shit, this guy's weird. Why is he so excited? Is 
Hey, relax, dude, okay? Ah, gee whiz. Oh, man. Oh, geez. I can't wait to get in there. He quickly got ready and was waiting to hear what the plan of attack was going to be. I figured I would send him through first since he was ready and I would follow. B would pass our gear through and wait for us outside of the passage. B would give us two hours to return. That was nice of B to go down in the cave and babysit us. It gets boring sitting there in a cave. With our plan set, Did they not bring we walkie-talkies? No, Mason. I just hate these guys so much. And this is a reflection. It was perhaps irresponsible for us to not tell Joe about all the unexplained events that occurred in the cave until after he had gone through. But what exactly do you tell someone? Hey, we heard some weird stuff in this cave, so just like heads up. We don't know what it is, but we just we just heard some weird stuff. How many? Yeah, of that's a, actually that's a really it. simple. No, I'm genuinely like I wasn't yeah, no, trying to be funny. That's know, just no, what you say, you know. I know like, it's like that's and very I would be even. like, oh, okay, cool. What do you think it is? Oh, well, we don't know, but I just want you to know in case you hear it. Oh, it just kind of freaked sick. us out a little bit. So if you hear something, you know, we just just let us know. Okay, cool. Boom. But what exactly do you tell someone? How many of the weird things did we need to reveal to him? All of them, because he could potentially be in danger. Uh. At, like, at least the base parameters mm -hmm. of, like, listen for, like, this type of noise. Right. And if you get a weird feeling, Let's let go. us know. Yeah. Yeah. We did not feel that we were in any danger, or we would not go in the cave ourselves. So we did not tell him a thing prior to entering Floyd's tomb. Of course, when we did tell him afterward, it was too late. <gasps> and this is back in the uh, journal entry. I couldn't believe how easy Joe slipped through the passage. He said it was tight, but it sure didn't look it. Once he got in, we passed him his gear, then I started in. Even though I knew I could fit- is this italicized or not? It is. It I don't is. even- Yeah, no, okay. it is. This is still a reflection. He's, he's bad at writing. He said it was tight, but it sure didn't look it. Once we got in, he passed him his gear, then I started in. Even though I knew that I could fit through, it was still a slow trip through the tomb. You can only go so fast when you're scooting with your toes. When I reached the tight spot of the squeeze, I had Joe snap a picture of me. This is the one we saw earlier. I thought it would make a good photo. Once I got through B, started to relay my stuff to me. Then disaster struck. I had gone all the way and turned around to pull my gear through. I had to kneel down and still crouch down low. I had just got my helmet, ironically, and light and was turning around to feed the rope back to B when I smacked my head on top of the passage. Human skull versus solid rock. Rock one yeah but also you've been in here for a while why would you not remember god this guy's kind of a dipshit i told I, b what yes. had happened actually that would explain why he's so bad at writing though yeah he just permanently concussed yes yeah he, he i told himself. b what had happened so he sent my first aid kit through i was bleeding but even worse i didn't feel too good i patched myself up then told joe i didn't think i'd better continue he looked like a little kid who was told that Christmas would be cancelled. Although I didn't like the idea of him exploring the cave without me, for selfish reasons of course, I wanted him to at least see part of the cave for making the trip out there. I told him how far to go and how long it would take. Then I sent him on his way. As I laid there, I could hear him crawling into the darkness. His light disappeared after the first turn. And this is back in the regular uh, entry. I rested a minute or two and then began my journey back through the squeeze. It was disappointing to get all the way to the cave and then not be able to explore it to its end. Actually, it is killing me. After I got through Floyd's tomb, which was painful, I sat down and munched on a cliff bar while B and I chatted. Cliff bar. Get it done. 
I told him I would pay for a motel room if he would stay overnight. Then we could see how it was, how I was doing the next day and make another attempt at the cave. So I, okay. You are gurgling on your own blood right now. No, it's the cliff bar, I swear, I swear. It's, the cliff bar is so dry, it's soaking up and Buddy, clotting your you blood. haven't even opened the cliff bar. Oh. oh okay, so one no. time, this, yeah. is a, this is the closest. I, I understand fucking smacking your head on rock, it hurts. We went I, to Arches sure. National Park in Utah, and there's a, an, an, a little small hike called the Double Arch Hike. Super short. I was with a um, friend of the podcast, uh, Spencer, who had mm. that UFO story, and, yes. our, and our buddy uh, Flippin'. And um, there was a big boulder, and they had both climbed onto it. I was very bigger at the time. I was much bigger than I am now. And so I was not certain that I had the athletic capacity to make it on there. And Spencer uh-huh. was like, no, dude, I've got you. And it was like a rock this big and then a little or rock next to it, and I just couldn't reach that gap. And so he was like, you jump, and I'll pull you up. And I was like, cool, awesome. Sounds Are you perfect. sure, though, because I'm like a 200 pounds, you are like 160 and he was like, got it. Don't worry about it. I jumped. Don't he did not got it. Immediately I fell and I smacked my fucking head on the rock I was standing on and then onto the other rock and then rolled like right under the big rock. And it fucking hurt, Mason. The whole trip, it was literally the first day of our like four day weekend down in Moab. And we had spent money to get there, so I was, like, not about to be, like, can we go right. home? Yeah. So I just, they were, like, oh are you sure God. you can do it? And I didn't have a concussion or anything. We, we You know, my right. pupils weren't. And so I was, it just hurt. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, you sure you want to stay? And I was, like, yeah, yeah. But for the rest of the hikes, I was just walking in the back quietly, like, with my mouth closed. Because every time I spoke, it fucking hurt to move my jaw. And just with a big goose egg. Do you want to go home? Mm-mm. Are you sure? Okay, mm-hmm. we can go. If well, you literally, want. at one point, they were like, "Are you okay?" And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Cause you're really quiet, and you normally talk way more." And I was like, "Yeah, I think hitting your fucking head on a rock will do that to you." It was super fun. It was super. Honestly, fun. Jose's being kind of a dick. Kind of being a bitch about me dropping him on that rock, isn't he? Like, geez, get over it, God. Get over it, Jose. Fuck. No, he feels are. he feels bad about it to this day. Every once in a while it comes up and he's like, Ugh. I'm like, it's fine. I could have died, but it's fine. Ugh. Ugh, get over I it, Jose. I could have died, but it's fine. I like it. I felt goofy for having smacked my head on the cave wall. B said he was willing to give it another try tomorrow. He was just as anxious to put some closure to this cave, as long as Joe would stay overnight. We determined to wrap things up the next day. What? This sounds like a little kid. I just, yeah. I, yeah, it's so funny to me. This, it's fine. It's fine. Once this was settled, we just sat back and enjoyed the darkness. We could hear no sounds coming from the passage. The silence reminded me of the scraping noise that I'd heard last time we were out there. I brought up the subject with B, since I had not explored the cave completely. I could not offer any explanation of what could be making the scraping noise. Or the chain, or ch- the change, the wind strength. That's what it says. Or the rumbling, or that terrible scream that we heard. Suddenly, we both wish we had not sent Joe into the cave alone. You can yell after him. You can be like, "Hey, Joe, actually come back." Oh, well, wait. Hang on. Oh, God, B went gone. to the hole and yelled into it, Joe. Okay, so they did do that. No answer. Not surprising. You can't hear Joe. each other. Joe. Joe. Joe, Mama. <laughs> 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 Fucking nerd. Let's get out of here. 
Not surprising. You can't just hear each other when you're very far apart in a cave. Honestly, that is my favorite is you can't just hear each other when you're very par- far apart. I know it ends within a cave, but just the yeah. why does it end within a cave, though? Because you just can't hear each other no. when you're very far apart. We nervously waited any sounds. Good sounds, that is. Joe-type sounds. The 20-minute <laughs> time limit we had set passed. Ow. <laughs> oh, he's fine. Oh, thank God. Oh, he's good. Oh, thank God. God. I'm not okay. Ah, oh, you're good. You're good, buddy. I'm just happy we heard him. Then 25 minutes. I really had no desire to climb back through the squeeze. My head was still throbbing and the squeeze looked tighter than ever. Still, I knew I was going to have to make sure Joe was safe. How would my throbbing head get in a <laughs> tight squeeze? Uh, just as I was getting prepared to go back through, I saw a light deep in the passage. Joe? I called out. Nothing. Joe! Still, no answer. The light got brighter and I could hear the noise of someone crawling across a broken rock to line the cave. You okay, Joe? No. No. Was his weak reply. When he got to the other side of the tomb, he said he was not feeling well. He quickly took his gear off and put them in the bag so we could pull it through. As I pulled the bag through the passage, he began to climb back through the tomb. We didn't even get a chance to question him about what he saw before he was coming back through. He quickly slipped through the squeeze and the hole and we finally got a look at him. He looked terrible. His face was pale and he was out of breath. The dust that covers the floor of the squeeze left its mark on his face and clothes. He had numerous small cuts and scrapes on his face and arms, probably from his rapid exit from the passage. His eyes were wide open. We had only we only had a brief moment to look at the change that had occurred to Joe before he started to head up and out of the cave, without saying a word. While Joe and B started for the surface, I took a minute to gather our gear. Then I stopped to listen into the passage. I heard nothing, and I felt nothing. The wind had stopped. Part of me wanted to get out of the cave as fast as possible, but another part of me wanted to immediately climb back through the passage to find out what made this cave tick. This was not the time, though. I still felt a little dizzy from my injury. At that moment, I noticed B and Joe had made a good time getting up the cave passage, and I was left alone. Chills ran through my body as I scurried to catch up with them like a little rat. <laughs> Once we got That's out, my rat noise. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mine is like this. Hello, I am Patton Oswald. Once we got outside, because Ratatouille. Boo. <laughs> Boo. I thought that was great comedy, but it's fine. It wasn't even a good Patton Oswald impression. Hey. <laughs> it's me, Patton. It sounds the same to me. Once we got outside the cave, I figured we would be able to find out more from Joe. But when he got up the final climb, he just unclipped from the rope and went straight to the truck. In the light of day, he looked even worse than in the cave. B and I gathered up our rope and our gear and headed for the truck. Joe said he did not want to stay overnight because he felt terrible, and we believed him. So we headed home. We could get no information from Joe. He just stared straight ahead. He was shaking like a leaf and he said he was not cold. When we tried to question him, his answers were short. I asked him if he saw the hieroglyphics. No. Did you hear us yelling? No. Did you see the round rock? No. Did you see the crystals? Yes. Oh, really? No. No. He said he just went a little ways in and started to feel sick. Something was fishy about his answers. 
He would have had to have seen the crystals if he got far enough into the cave that he couldn't hear us yelling. But why would he not elaborate? And this is a reflection. The rest of the trip passed in eerie silence. Joe didn't say much else. We gave him a brief outline of the strange events that happened in the cave. He didn't reply. As we were dropping him off, we asked if he wanted to go back into the cave. He shook his head and ran into his house. I tried to call him later in the day and the next day, but only got his voicemail. And that is where we will stop for today. And we'll Yay. come back for a part three of Ted the Caver. Mason, what are your Ted thoughts Nugent? so far as we have gone into the second part? Do you think this is the story of American hero Ted Nugent? Yes. Okay. I like that he's getting us. Where he did the same thing in the first one, where it was slow, 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 boom, build up. And we we're like, oh, here we go. And then we came back and it was like, slow, 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 boom, build up. And I yeah. feel like it's going to do the same. Although from memory, I believe these next couple of entries are the good ones. Like where it, actually there is stuff happening. He just, it, his writing style pisses me off so much that it's very yeah. hard. Their writing, I shouldn't assume. Their writing style pisses me off. Um... To a, it makes it hard. I enjoy it, but... Oh, it makes it hard, all right. Jeepers creepers. I just need him to say something one time and trust that we're going to get it. I also need him to just not give me every single fucking detail about him crawling through the cave and give me every yes. single detail about the scary shit that's happening. Because yes. he'll well, give us like, a ton of detail about the crawling well, and then the he'll thing. gloss He's not over... Even... He's not even giving us a ton of detail about the crawling. He's giving us the same, like, four details yeah, yeah, over sorry. and over in different ways. Because if he was actually doing, like, creative writing and thinking of new and interesting ways to say something, that would at least be one thing. He's just saying the same thing over and over again. Yeah. Yeah. You're so. right. I am, I'm, I, you know, I want to know what Joe saw. I want to I, get I into know it. What Joe saw. Um. Yeah. Yeah? No, I'm excited for part three. Part three, I think, is going to be the part. You heard it here first, folks. You heard it here, ladies and gents. But yeah, thank you for listening to this one. Uh, we will see you uh, in two weeks for uh, another continuation of our Unsolved U.S. series. I think it's the last two states of our Rocky Mountains section. Yay. Um, and yeah. Uh, Exciting. You know where to find us. A uh, quick bit of fun news is the short film that I mentioned uh, for the sake of honor, which you guys can go see on my YouTube channel on either Animal Productions or Jose Vaya Jr. Uh, has got into the Catra uh, film Latinx series. So it's Ooh. very exciting. Uh, we'll be in New York, I think, next month for that. So go give that a watch. Uh, it would Please. really mean the world to me. Jose, let me let me try this. Yeah. Go fucking watch it, you pieces <gasps> of shit. Go fucking watch it. Did you otherwise, hear that? That was me otherwise, outside your fucking house. Otherwise, Ted go will come watch to your it. house and explain caving to you for hours. No! <sighs> and then it's just like the fucking views skyrocket. But anyway, yeah, we'll catch you next time and stay safe out there. Happy Pride. Um, and look... Things are grim now, not just because of this this boring caving story, but of other stuff. Uh, just uh, keep your head up. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs>
that's I just I, we'll get into it. No, you, know? you are right, a hundred percent correct. We'll get yeah, into it maybe next time, but I just yeah. Oh no, everything is fucked and burning. Mm-hmm. And, um, we'll we'll I'll try to compile a list of resources. Um, go for, watch uh, Jose's short film. Go watch Jose's short film. It's gonna make you feel better. It's gonna make you not think about the world's disasters. <laughs> yes. Global warming's not in it. Taking away rights, it's not in it. Prejudice, it is a cowboy movie, but I don't think he explicitly put any of it in there, but I mean, there's probably a little bit just because of the time period. No, no, no. It's not in it. Yeah. Anyway. Anyway. All right. Thanks, guys. We'll catch you later, and stay safe out there. Bye. Bye. Bye, Zs.